0: Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. is running last.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. I am your host, live to tape from Paris, France. The mage caster himself, they podcast, I broadcast, a.k.a. Mr. Enjoy Yourself, a.k.a. the mage one, a.k.a. the mage daddy, a.k.a. Peter Rosenberg. And my special guest host this week in place of Stack Eye Greg is, wait for it. Because first I have to tell you that this episode from Paris is brought to you by our friends at 4 That's right. You may be having all sorts of problems. Trust me. I know about this. I've been through them. It's real. And you need help. Sometimes they're sexual problems. Sometimes they're hair problems. Being a man, they're just be honest. Let's just be honest. They're problems as you get older. They're not talked about. People get embarrassed. They don't know what to do. Well, now I have a place for you to go. It's 4 Hymns. Dot com, And right now, if you go to 4 com slash cheap, they will hook you up with an amazing deal to get started. So maybe you're concerned about hair loss. Maybe you're concerned about other male issues that you just don't know who to see. Well, this is a perfect way to see experts without having to see or tell anyone. 4 com slash cheap. Go check it out right now. That way, you get to take care of whatever you need to work on, plus support the Cheap Heat podcast. So shout out to our friends at 4Ms.com slash cheap. Check them out today. And that special guest host in place of Stat Guy, Greg, is the one and only Miss Alexa Rosenberg. Back again after some hiatus, but here we are in another hotel room in another part of the world. How are you, Miss Dat Rosenberg?
0: What up, what up, what up? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> um, No, it's funny because I know Stack Eye Greg usually does a tremendous job on this podcast, but um I think I'm going to be a little bit more mage, and I'm going to fill in for him for one week, and the people will decide, so we'll see what they say. Well, Although, I know nothing about wrestling, so that might be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> there are some
1: people who listen to me feel the same way about Greg, so... <laughs> Don't feel bad. Some of his takes recently have been downright scary for people. So um, we will talk somewhat about the week that was. However, we will spend more of this week talking about the general state of the WWE as well as um, we will get to our mailbag shortly. Um, we will also talk about Money in the Bank just a little bit. But we start off by telling you about our Repug airline decision now last week we started off the podcast uh, the broadcast if you will by just destroying a lot of these naysayers who've been coming for me people who don't need names like you know the maker of shoes and his evil maniacal boss the sports guy um, but this week after they were decimated on last week's show I just don't have anything to say to them this week it's time to move on it's time to deal with other new foes and it's also time to remind you that there's a new wonderful episode that i really feel great about of a complex open late up right now if you support the podcast need you to go support open late alexa what could you say about open late
0: open late is revolutionary it's ahead of its time If you don't get it you don't get it
1: you're still in the washington post old saying
0: and no one knows that except for me and people who live in Washington.
1: Uh, we're going to get an email right now. I remember if you don't get it, you don't get it.
0: Anyway, uh it's a fantastic show and everyone should be watching it. It's on YouTube.com.
1: Just YouTube.com. Not even specific. Just.
0: I mean, you can just type in open late. It's not that difficult. It's a good point. People know how to use the internet at this point.
1: That's right. Um, this week's episode has a lot of great people. Um, our, our panel is Denzel Curry, who's a really dope, interesting dude. Zaytoven, who said some things that were downright, I mean, just, it did not go well. Some of the things. Actually, I might have to play you a clip. Have you heard this, Alexa? It did not go well. When I talked to Zaytoven about R. Kelly, do you, have you heard this clip yet? No. All right. I'll give you and the listeners a, a taste of this moment. We we had to cut it down. There was so much stuff that was not good that was said. Let's this is this is Zaytoven on the panel on Open Light. R. Kelly to me is oh my time is almost like the Michael Jackson of music. Like I'm a R. Kelly fan. Hold on, stop there for one second. He just said that R. Kelly is like the Michael Jackson of music.
0: I can't. That is the most repug thing I've ever heard. I can't believe you said that. But
1: if he's the Michael Jackson of music, what's Michael Jackson?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and also, um, R. Kelly had a couple of hits that I really liked.
1: More than a couple. Let's not be crazy.
0: I mean, but you're talking about Michael Jackson.
1: The main point, you're missing the point. The point was, how do you call someone the Michael... It's like saying they're the Michael Jordan of basketball. That doesn't make sense. Michael Jordan's the Michael Jordan of basketball. So off to a bad start, but let's hear what... Maybe he has something better to say. R. Kelly, to me... Is oh my time is almost like the Michael Jackson of music. Like I'm a R. Kelly fan. I go play basketball with him, you know, from time to time. So, I you know I definitely got a robot. Well, right. so do you do you do you choose to ignore the stories that are out there? Because some of these stories have gotten pretty intense. Yeah, I I, I haven't really paid him attention. I haven't really paid the stories that you know that much attention. And and it could be due to the fact I think he's so great of a musician that you know I don't even care about or want to hear. You know what the story was going. Well, that's like. that—that's sort of the question, I guess, where I have to challenge all of us. Okay. Like what? What is it? Like what is the story saying? Uh, like meeting women, taking them to his house, kidnapping them for basically like years, like, nah. keeping them away from his family, from their families. Nah, I don't. Forcing you know, them to any, engage in sex acts with women? Nah, any women. I think any woman that's going with R. Kelly, or whatever, that's the choice that they chose to do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, your face doesn't say one of you in full agreement here.
0: This is a wrestling podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm just playing them a taste of the show. You, you don't want to go into this, huh?
0: Not particularly, and I don't think anyone else does. And honestly, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He chose to not pay attention to any of the stories, but he called it, what do he say? Not pay it any attention.
1: Or any mind, yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, so I think he's kind of crazy.
1: All right, we'll move on. Uh, but check out the podcast. I mean, the Open Late episode also a uh, hood celebrities on there. Interview with Super Duper Kyle Belly from EXO, who's tremendous, and of course Arab music. All right, we've now done plugs. I've basically become like something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, my my favorite wrestling podcast. But I just did seven minutes of plugs, um, or at least three minutes of intros and plugs. So the week in professional wrestling, it's been an interesting time. To say, uh, to be kind over the last few weeks, um, as we get towards Money in the Bank, it's weird. Um, Money in the Bank is now positioned as a top tier pay per view. It is considered a big five pay per view. Yes, it's not big four anymore. It's now a big five pay per view world that we live in with number five being, uh, Money in the Bank. And as a result, we have a long time period to, to prepare for it. Um, you know, this is also on the heels of them changing things up from where they were, which was a podcast, a podcast, a, a pay-per-view every month. Now we get these kind of like, you know, every six weeks, there's a pay-per-view five, six weeks. And right now we have a pretty solid gap, um, uh, between backlash and money in the bank. And it seems like it, it's a little complicated now that we have, and I guess we should be used to this the second year, but a women's and men's, um, uh, money in the bank, and they also kind of go across both brands, um, which is new, which is not what we had last year when it was a SmackDown exclusive, uh, pay per view. So, sort of a different situation. And I think as a result, it's a little bit clunkier getting there. Um, last week, Stephanie McMahon, Kurt Angle kicks off the show, um, Talking about the women's division, Nia Jax, and Ronda Rousey, which, of course, would eventually lead to a contract signing, which was okay. Um, it's funny. It's, the hard part about Ronda Rousey is I'll jump ahead really quick and talk about just for a second. I, I don't know how you guys felt about it. But the contract signing, we're now far removed again from seeing Ronda Rousey wrestle. Now, she's been in the ring on the road in house shows throughout Europe, et cetera. But we haven't been seeing her wrestle again. So you end up getting stuck just watching her have these sort of, these, these moments in a ring. I can't even call it promos. She's not necessarily cutting promos, but where she's forced to sort of act and hit cues and sort of do all the things that come with being a WWE superstar, which are probably harder for her to adapt to than the athletic part of WWE. So And I thought that was the case again in the contract signing with her and Naya. I thought it was just a little clumsy. And she's still getting there in terms of knowing what faces to make, how to make them, how to move, how to be deliberate. There's just stuff there that needs work. And I wouldn't mind – I mean, listen, there's, there's still a few weeks. So maybe we'll see her actually get a match. But it's been a long time. And you sort of start forgetting about – how amazing she was at WrestleMania. I mean, for, fortunately she was so good at WrestleMania that it gives you a, you know, some carryover for a while. But at some point I just want to see her beat people up again before, you know, for me to remember that she could be a credible threat to someone like Nia Jax. Then we get into a whole situation between Stephanie and Roman Reigns and then Kevin Owens and and Roman reigns, and it leads to a tag match. The whole thing was a lot. There was a lot going on to get to something that I didn't consider to be ultimately super-duper significant. Um, we start out with KO versus Roman. It ends up being KO and Jinder versus Seth and Roman. After Seth made the Seth save for Roman, they changed the match. Seth and Roman get the win. My favorite thing about all of this is that it's putting Jinder back in a, a place that is meaningful again. And I was worried when he first got to Raw that he, he was instantly getting buried. Alexa, I know the audience, we've, I've been waiting talking too long without you getting a moment to talk about Jinder Mahal. Any thoughts?
0: I have not been listening to a second of what you said, but I will say that... Thank you. I think his gimmick is cool. And I think that him and Roman Reigns feud rivalry that's going on right now mm-hmm. is pretty cool and intense. And you know
1: you're just making things up now, aren't you?
0: And I know that Vince loves big guys, so those are two big guys. How
1: would Vince? How would Vince describe a big guy? You think?
0: No, this is a big guy. (laughs) Any
1: other words that he would use?
0: This is mage.
1: (laughs) What? You haven't heard my Vince impression enough to know that he would go. God damn it, he's
0: big. Yes, that's what he would say.
1: Do you want to try? (laughs) No. That was terrible. She didn't pay attention to a word a word that I said um but I do like that gender's back in a in an important place and it's in some ways you know who knows where this goes for gender but you could argue this is the most important spot that he's been in and as I said, I, again I gotta give credit when credits due. What did we say a few weeks ago on the podcast what I want to see with gender? Is his gimmick just toned down a bit, you know, a little less tiger from Mike Tyson's punch out. And yes, I'm aware of the implications of that. That's why I say it like that. That's what the character started out as. And it's not realistic. You know, he is an Indian Canadian gentleman. It is easy for him to be a bad guy without it being this like really based on this sort of xenophobic stuff. So I I like that. I like where the gender character is now. He's just sort of a big, scary bad guy, and that's fine because he looks like that. You know, in terms of how big and protruding his sort of muscles are, and his, his facial features are. He's a big guy. Everything about him is big, um, and so I get it. It works. We just didn't need all the extra stuff, and I feel like some of that has been sort of removed. Um, and I'm I'm here for that. So, um, Amber Moon. Punches her ticket with a win over Alexa Bliss. I will tell you this: I worry that don't let Alexa just continuously lose. You know she is ultimately going to be around for a very long time, and you can already tell that she is permanently sort of a fixture. So, you know, I, I sometimes when someone like Alexa Bliss doesn't have the title, it's like they never win. It's like they find a way to 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 weasel their way to the title, and then once they have the championship, they always seem to win. But without it, she never wins, including losing to Ember Moon, Ember Moon, who's barely been on Raw. And now you can tell Ember, good for her, is getting featured in a prominent spot in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, Ember's there. Alexa's there. Charlotte's there. Natty punched a ticket this week. Uh, Naomi punched a ticket this week. Becky Lynch, I believe, is there. Um All but one spot, I think, is filled in the Women's Money in the Bank um baron corbin gets a win over no way jose um are we going to talk about that match a lot no way jose wow is that a gorgeous picture Mm -hmm. you took that Mm -hmm. wow alexa very impressed Mm -hmm. well done i look really handsome there it's kind of shocking um chad gable Dolph Ziggler. okay dolphin drew mcintyre ba 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 drew hits the claymore kick on gable Dana Brooke versus Natalia versus Liv versus Sarah Logan, which led to that's the match that got Natalia to Money in the Bank. Included a nasty double clothesline um with Dana Brooke and Liv Morgan on the outside. Um Natty gets the win. Elias versus Bobby Roode was fun. Elias gets the win. Um uh I I, I like I like what this has done for both these guys. I'll just tell you. The more I watch Bobby Roode, and I don't know who it was who said it to me the first time, and I know it's not a super original thought at this point, but man, Bobby Roode is just not a good guy. I don't mean in actual life, but I mean his character, Bobby Roode is a character, just not a good guy. A guy who just stands there saying he's glorious all the time, wearing robes, and just twisting his hands up like a weirdo, and then constantly like flailing them to the ground. The whole thing is not good guy. Material. So it, it, I don't know how long this version of Bobby Roode can be seen as a good guy. Especially it's hard for me to root for Bobby Roode against Elias. I love Elias. At the same time, it's almost, it's hard for Elias to be a bad guy. Um, then the, the main event is pretty interesting. Um, Finn Balor. Versus Braun Strowman. In a match that was actually pretty good. And I thought actually made, allowed for Balor, for Finn to look good and meaningful. I mean, it felt random. But um I thought it was a match that allowed for Balor to look good. Which was, which was, which is important. Um we have been in a place recently. And Dipperstein has talked about this on the WrestleMania podcast. I believe we got into it. He certainly talks about it in real life. How when you remove finn balor from the demon he gets less and less special and this is really a split argument there are a lot of people who really don't mind the demon being gone for so long and then there are people like me i agree with dip i think you need more demon i think the more demon the better you know without the demon finn balor is just a cool dude in a leather jacket uh, which i think i don't know it runs its course what
0: He's also so good looking that it's hard for him to, you know, just be that character alone. The demon adds a dimension to his character that helps kind of give him this edge because he's, he's got this face, this baby face to him that makes him
1: just- Are you him. sweating? Where? Excuse me? <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what that means, it was kind of disgusting.
0: Just kidding. No, I'm not sweating. Um, I just think he's a handsome gentleman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know. Most but people but I
0: like the demon too.
1: I like the demon too, and I think I think the demon is needed for Finn to keep his uh mojo. Maybe one day it won't be like that. I'm not saying he's permanently stuck with the demon, but for right now, I think it's necessary. Now, uh I'm not going to talk Smackdown this week as I didn't watch Smackdown yet this week cuz I've been traveling, but I did watch NXT. And I did enjoy NXT this week, um, or actually, you know what? It wasn't this week's NXT. I'm a bad guy. It was last. It was last week's NXT that I watched and enjoyed, and it it included um, a wonderful, wonderful affair between Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. I'll tell you what. With those guys on the NXT roster. It really works to Dipperstein's idea that this is the greatest time in the history of NXT, which I normally think sounds like absolute craziness. But in this case, I I don't know. I think he could be right. I mean, at least those guys having those guys, it's that's crazy. Also, where do I find the results on this website for NXT? They have raw results, SmackDown results. They don't do NXT results. Oh, I guess it's from, uh, the TV tapings. Aha. Uh-huh. So, uh, but I, I did enjoy last week a lot. I, I gotta say something else I enjoyed. Um, Lacey Evans had a squash match last week against Brandi Lauren before getting attacked by Kyrie Sane. Lacey Evans, who I have not really paid attention to in a little while, cause I, I come in and out of NXT. Man, she's gotten good. Man, Lacey Evans could be big, really big time, in my opinion. I, I'm yet to discuss this with anyone. I'm mentioning it to you guys right now on the podcast for the first time. Everything that Lacey Evans does is like so deliberate, so controlled. I think Lacey Evans versus Kyrie Sane is awesomeness. It's two people who do things that physically look really impactful and special. Alexa, you haven't seen Kyrie Sane's elbow yet, have you?
0: No. Why? Does it have a weird bubble on it like John Cena's used to?
1: What? No, I mean her move, the, an elbow off the top rope.
0: Oh, I thought you might just physically have I looked at her elbow.
1: <sighs> Anyways, um will you do me a favor while we're sitting here, Alexa? Will you go on YouTube and just type in Kyrie Sane Because I wanted to see what you think of it. It's it's spectacular. Um and then yeah, getting to watch Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Uh, it had it was a no contest. Um Lars Sullivan interrupted the match, but just that getting started, this Velveteen Dream Um Ricochet thing coming into focus is a pretty exciting thing. Alright. Kyrie Sane K-A-I K-R-I S-A-N-E Elbow Make sure you have an elbow though So you can see the video Alexa's googling it as we speak Okay Let's see if you get a video right away We'll see We're dealing with French internet in the hotel Who who, who knows if this works out Hmm See the, see the picture? See the image, the first image that comes up? Well, that's a picture, though. I want you to see a video. Is there a video below? It's very challenging trying to get Alexa to figure this out. Also, Alexa, in the meantime, what, did, what do you want to tell everyone about Primera Air, the airline we took here?
0: It was terrible. It was worse than Spirit or anything else we've ever flown. Have we ever
1: flown Spirit? I... <laughs> rewind, rewind. You missed it. You missed it. Let's see. Hold on. They'll show a replay. Was that it? It was, it was only 10 seconds long? All right. Watch another one. It's a compilation of them. You'll, you'll enjoy this. But yes. If anyone out there's ever flown Primera Air, it was not Primera at all. It was a rip hug. It was Alexa and I sat in the – she was in the third to last row. I was in the second to last row. We were both in the middle. It was insane how uncomfortable it was. I know. I'm too mage for it. Do we turn the volume down? I truly need to live the mage life and not get... I, I didn't even think it was that cheap. Look at this.
0: Ooh. What do you think? She kicks her legs up really high. It's pretty impressive. And it comes down full force. It's awesome. With that elbow. Yeah, it's very cool. She gets some height in this jump. But to me, the most impressive part is... How kind of in midair? How her hips go higher than her shoulders, and her legs come up. That's pretty impressive.
1: I gotta tell you, you really pinpointed it well. That is what makes it look amazing. She leads with her elbow. She's not. It doesn't. Even back in the day, it was savage it would look like Randy could land on his feet because his feet were lower than his elbow. She puts the feet up, so she lands elbow first on the chest. It's so good, man. I'm saying it right now. You can tell me what you guys think and email. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. You know the email address? I think it's the biggest pop for me in wrestling right now is the Kyrie St. Elbow. I absolutely love it. Nothing is better. Like, oh, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, Okay, so moving right along. Let's go right to the mailbox, guys, because, you know, listen, we have a lot of things to do. I My co-host this week is barely dialed into the podcast. Am I right? Um, so let's get to some of your emails. And Alexa, you've never been part of a mail segment before, so I think you're going to enjoy this. Let's see. Look at all these emails I haven't read yet, Alexa. You have some work to do. I know. All right. Here we go. Okay, we're going to start with um, Kurt Angle backstage segments. Brian sent this last week. Pete, have you and SGG noticed that any time we cut backstage to Kurt Angle, he's on his phone recapping the previous segment, presumably to Stephanie McMahon? Are we supposed to believe that Stephanie only learns what happens on Raw by watching the show and discussing it in real time with Kurt? You'd think they could send her a rundown in the morning. (laughs) No wonder they have so many miscommunications. I was just going to add something. that, But being hashtag with a life, I just spent 10 minutes on a Sunday writing an email to a stranger about Kurt Angle pretending to be on his phone. So let's say hashtag with a life of Jace. Ah! Thanks, Brian. P.S. Just saw SGG on Twitter claim that Rollins, Cena, Lesnar, triple threat. Was a better match than the AJ Joe Daniels triple threat from TNA in 2006. This is not the opinion of a man who should be trusted with a microphone on a major wrestling podcast. I don't remember the AJ Joe Christopher Daniels triple threat. Um, but I will tell you, Greg has a lot of dangerous opinions, you know, and in a time when the media is constantly under attack, SGG is a man who is dangerous because he makes people just question the integrity of the media. But remember, he's media adjacent. I am actually media. Greg is, by by default then, media adjacent. Tom writes us, Props from the Peanut Gallery to sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg and Uptown Malcolm. I generally don't like the idea of resurrecting old wrestling gimmicks, but I think because the industry has changed so much since it was first used that a reboot is in order. Ladies and gentlemen, weighing 265 pounds and hailing from Cupertino, California, I give you... The billion-dollar man. So what's changed besides inflation? Three things. New economy. Ted DiBiase was a veteran. And while an all-time great Lesler was not physically imposing, he looked like he could have legitimately been born into acquired wealth. The billion-dollar man is not that. He's a product of Silicon Valley. And he's been creating and selling companies and making eight-figure deals since his teens. And he's not only young, but a physical specimen. Remember how the Winklevoss twins... Were Olympic-class rowers. He's their missing triplet. I don't even remember them at all. So anyone who's going to bury me for that, I'm okay with it. I do not remember that gimmick at all. The uh, Number two, the age of the smart fan. The million-dollar man was from the world of kayfabe only. The billion-dollar man could wink at wrestling fans who know the product is entertainment. Picture the BDM, Billion Dollar Man, paying off an opponent to fix a match and getting pulled into the GM's office to be grilled. As he's being accused of match fixing, the Billion Dollar Man interjects, hold on one minute, Kurt. Are you suggesting from one moment that a match on Raw was predetermined? I'm shocked. That is a funny idea three the McMahons as characters when the billion dollar man was doing his thing Vince pretended to just be an announcer now the McMahon family has been outed as an ultra wealthy as the ultra wealthy owners of the WWE franchise and when two rich competitive people get in the same room a swinging D contest is inevitable I could see a heel verse heel program between BDM and Shane which gets to the point where Shane is set to publicly fire the billion dollar man but his music hits and he comes to the ring with his securities lawyer who verifies just that morning he acquired a nine percent stake in wwe and is now on the board of directors are you really going to fire him one of your directors Shannon mac thoughts enjoy yourself i gotta tell you that email while not remotely hashtag with a life was really with a thought it was very thoughtful and thought out i enjoyed that quite a bit all right let's get to our next email rosenbergbeats at gmail.com and i apologize that last week i've not done a great job getting back to people all right we'll skip around a little bit here one guy brent wrote me a whole thing about how repug um paul barra's promo was in the middle of the king of the ring pay-per-view the night of the famous taker mankind match it's an interesting sort of uh and random email but he's a great redskins fan and i appreciate that even though i'm pretty sure i cannot watch football next year after the last week we've had with the nfl i mean they just could not be worse or more clueless so i have a lot of decisions to make in terms of how i feel about football consumption but that's neither here nor there um what's up guys love the show this is from matthew what's up guys love the show i try to um put as many of my wrestling friends onto the podcast as possible thanks Matthew I won't hit on SGG's comments regarding Seth I do however have a question do you think this run with Seth as IC champ is more important than his run he's had as heavyweight slash U.S. champ? I know those titles mean more, but I feel he's on a rocket ship right now uh, on his way to the top. Thanks for the time. Enjoy yourself. Well, two things. Number one, the U.S. championship is not more important than the IC championship. As the U.S. championship has been in the WWE, the Intercontinental title is more important. Um, as It's as simple as the U.S. championship is a holdover from the nwa from wcw specifically um so the ic title which has always been sort of the wwe's version of the u.s title i I think means a lot more um as evidenced by the Miz holding it for as long as he did him being as important as he is and the history that they always sort of tout with the ic title is this more important than his his heavyweight run um i'm not sure but i'll tell you this this moment is more important because that initial run I mean they were all hot initially you know it seems like Ambrose Rollins um, and Roman were all hot initially it's about how they continue to grow and be hot and that's why this moment's so big for Seth because it's him getting back to where he once was so I think it's super super important right now Eric Jackson writes, Hey, Peter, there's only one way to settle the beef with Roberts, Simmons, and Shoemaker. A four-way match with a podcaster in every corner a la the main event of WrestleMania 16 with Triple H, The Rock, Big Show, and McFoley. Hmm. Each of you pick a wrestler as your champion. Winner gets the wrestling podcast championship title for their show. My question is, who would each of you pick and how would you lay the match out? Enjoy your mage self, Eric. P.S., you read my email on the last show, and it made my week. I told all my friends and family, and they were not as excited. <laughs> the only solution, I think, is for me to get new friends and family. Well done, Eric. And I don't know how I read two of your emails back-to-back. Back, you cut right through. Um, I doubt we'll be able to set up a Fatal 4-Way. And to be honest, none of those guys are on the same level as the Mage cast I mean, we know what people want to see. We know that one day, me versus Shoemaker is the match, right? Right? Me versus Shoemaker, and and when I saw Shoemaker walking the first time with Bill Simmons, I, I felt just like Hogan during Piper's Pit. What are you doing with him, man? What are you doing with him? Anybody but him. You're 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 bleeding. We've been through all so much, all of us. So that's the match. That's what people want to see. They want to see me. Slam Shoemaker in the middle of the ring. They want to see me drop the leg right on his stupid thick black glasses. Take them off and break them, which is a real heel move. Throw them into the crowd. Then another leg drop for good measure. And then after the second leg drop, that's when I climb to the top rope and I finish the match. Not with a Macho Man elbow off the top rope. You guessed it. That's right. A Kyrie Sane elbow off the top rope. Booga! And pin him one, two, three. LeVar Roy loved the cheap heat clapback. However, we disagree, he says, about Carmella. Um... He said he respects the podcast a lot. So many podcasts, especially those hosted by former wrestlers, seem to talk in a condescending manner to listeners like they're stupid. Anyway, in regards to the clapback, you had to figure that betrayal was inevitable. Dudes begin to feel themselves and their heads get buried bonds big. To quote the, the reggae artist Bugle, you just have to be like, please protect me from my friends while I try to protect myself from my enemies. Sometime your friends damn hurt you. Wow. Great quote. I'm not even familiar with Bugle. Beagle. And there was one named, there was an artist. No, that's a song. Anyways, um, he continues, Lavar, it was expected, so don't sweat it. Now, if your boy Fufu goes flip mode on you, then you might as well change your name to Peter Rosen Caesar because you would be screwed royally. Blessings, Lavar Roy. Mage email, dude. Blake writes, how am I supposed to be with a life if SmackDown is moved to Friday night? Parentheses. I mean, then the subject of the email is just SMH. (laughs) Dude, SmackDown spent years on Friday night. I I never watched it on Friday. I mean, I watched it on Fridays when I like was having a very low-key night, like didn't go out to dinner, was home visiting my parents or staying with my in-laws. That was the only time I ever watched it live on Fridays. Let's be honest. You can't be with a life... I mean, you can be. Here's the thing. If you're young, you can be with a life and watch it live on Fridays because then you go out at 10 o'clock. But when you get into your mid to late 30s, you have a family and jobs and wife and stuff like that. Eight o'clock's is around the time you're going out on a Friday night, right? Like I don't go out at 11 o'clock on Fridays anymore. I go out to dinner at eight o'clock on Fridays. Um, I think it's a usually DVR and watch on Saturday situation. Um, yeah, we'll see if that actually happens with the supposed Fox deal. Um, Tyler Schultz sent us an email about AJ Styles, who he decided was quickly the best worker in the company, his new favorite superstar. Um, now he thinks Seth Rollins has started to challenge him. I, I love that you guys are so high on Seth. I like Seth a lot. Um. Jay Travis writes, your majesty, senior Rosenberg. Thank you for my email last week on the GP pod. You may not be a maker of shoes, be physically large or have pale skin and a red fro. But you, my friend, are a man of the people. If anybody out there sends hate tweets to this man, you are really sending a hate tweet to yourself. Bow down, peck your heads and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hitting so many repeats here. Jonathan writes, us great show. Only started listening to wrestling podcast a few months ago and listen to you guys every week. I just want to get your take on an idea I had for Nakamura and AJ. Would love to see the club interfere and help Nakamura win the title from AJ. It gives the club something to do on a very stacked tag team roster. It gives Nakamura two great workers who know how to get heat and are good on the mic, giving Nakamura a mouthpiece to help him out. It can breathe a new life into this feud and ensure it goes on up and even past SummerSlam as it will have a new dynamic. You know what? I don't hate it. That's John from Liverpool, England. Um That's really solid. I I I like that idea. Um and it, it builds to a longer term story between AJ Styles and the club and taking on a turn that's a little more interesting than them just getting together. Thunder King writes, Hey Rosenberg, aka Mr. Enjoy yourself. Big fan of G Pete. Um, since you launched with the maker of shoes and enjoy the podcast with the physically strong and large SGG, I just have one question: Is WWE currently wasting the Miz by not putting him in the WWE Championship picture? Currently, the Miz is the best in the company. He is right. How he said, he, "The man, it's the man that makes the title, not the title that makes the man." Because the last time the Intercontinental title meant something was that he was champion. The Miz has been having some killer matches late, and I feel he needs to be in the main event picture again. This is from Mr. International Cal from Sydney, Australia. Good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Austria. Anyways, um, yeah, listen, it's a tough spot with The Miz on SmackDown. You know, it is just challenging you know, like I said earlier about gender, the second you go to Raw, even if we think SmackDown's the better show at times, the second you go to Raw, you're bigger. You know, that is true. Um You know, it, I still love SmackDown, and it still serves a purpose, and you can still be really big there. But it, SmackDown's a tough spot for him, because he has become such a I can't believe I'm saying this, A-lister in the WWE in spite of what he said to me recently, which was hurtful and terrible. The show that Miz built, Talking Smack. What are you doing It's not technically Talking Smack. What are you doing here? What's your name again? Peter Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg. We've met. Many What's times. your a couple times? Where? Where? I don't forget your name. You're, you have a forgetful face. Thank oh, you. I appreciate. What, that. N- what needles have you ever ever moved I, I try in to, anything? Do you I, move? Do you move the needle I, in, in on, on radio? I try to move. Do needles. you? What's the name of your show? I, I'm on two shows. What's the name of your show? Ebro in the morning. Oh, where's your name? It's not. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's not on there. It's not on there. <laughs> wow. Well, the whole, I'm also on the Michael K. Show though. Where, where's your name? Aren't you the talent? Wouldn't that anger you? Because that would anger me. Oh, Ryan Maddox, which is a mix of Ryan Sandberg and Greg Maddox, writes us. Hey, Peter, long-time listener and supporter. I always have ideas and stuff I want to pitch together in the universe. There's a free idea to pitch with creative, and I think you would be the best to pitch it. Hmm. Maybe I'll save this one and read it privately. Hmm. Hey, this is a long one. I'll read this offline. I'm getting a random number from the United States calling me right now. But I am in Paris doing my podcast, so I will not be answering it. Pascal Del Ross. I admit to occasionally joining the pylon and taking shots at you online. What? Wait, who is this? I just thought cheapy had started to devote too much time to your various beefs. I've been trying to stick with it. Since the looser structure of the new new era has led to some things I've genuinely enjoyed, you and Greg debating the dress code of Tavern on the green way back was legit funny. Anyway, when I saw last week's episode was going to be devoted in at least a part to clapbacks, I thought I was finally going to take the plunge and unsubscribe. But your heel promo to start the show is actually really funny. The part about using precious tread on your tires to visit Sam Roberts legit made me laugh. And I guess now I have to question my stance on your previous discussions of Lawler, Francesa, etc. Were you working me this whole time? If so, bravo. Enjoy yourself, Chuck. Chuck, how dare you, you son of a bitch. How dare you threaten to unsubscribe to this podcast because you didn't like that we had beats? That's part of what cheap eat is. That's what makes us different. Look at how many different podcasts we've had issues with at some point. I'm pretty sure Taz doesn't like us. We're, pr- we're all pretty sure Jericho doesn't like us. Sam, I won't even mention. I don't even call him Sam anymore. I call him friend of hot dog. And then the maker of shoes. <laughs> Not to mention you all know, Wade Keller will never mention me by name on his podcast, ever. We don't even exist. We are inherently the heels Of the podcast world That's part of what this podcast is Why? I don't know, we're the biggest baby faces in real life You could ever meet The entire crew, anyone who's ever come to an event Knows that From a social normalcy standpoint The cheap heat crew is the best crew We're the best crew in wrestling podcasting Period But when it comes to normalcy It gets no better Although I do have to show love To the busted open crew I love Dave LaGreca. Uh, obviously love Mark Henry. Love Bubba Ray. Don't really know Tommy Dreamer, but he seems great. Daniel Kessler writes a very long email. He says, just want to drop you a line about all the hard work you've been doing. And I appreciate it. Found the cheap heat podcast a few years ago through one of your YouTube interviews. And I've been a fan ever since. Used to have a job working with at risk kids during the day and will wash dishes at night. Wow. This is a, this is a mench. And I would listen to the podcast help me pass the time. It's not very often there's a way to thank those who give you entertainment, so I appreciate it in a way that's outside of the 140 characters. I checked out Open Late and have been I've really enjoyed it, even though I couldn't even pretend to know 90% of the guests you've had on the show. I don't really know a thing about hip-hop, but I enjoy checking out new music. And I appreciate the segment where you talk about the records because it has pointed me in the direction of some new and different music. Pete Davidson getting super hyped up about Kid Cudi made me check out that album, and I really enjoyed it. Anyways, I just want to thank you for putting in in so much work for my entertainment and helping me get through some long shifts in the dish split, in the dish pit. Apologies. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. That's a great email, Daniel. It's really nice, Daniel. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And the song Daniel by Elton John is Mage, and I will think of you the next time I hear it. That's really nice. Good evening, this is Aaron B. You had posted a bracket of MJ songs versus Beyonce songs to see which song was the best. Was there ever a chosen winner, or was it something just to do for fun? Yeah, we never got an actual winner. What we did see though was that Michael crushed her in terms of actual song catalog. Personally, I think Beat It would win the whole thing. Stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. I don't, this guy didn't sign it with a name, but, Sunday, mail, beat it, beat it's not, beat it is not a top 15 Michael Jackson song. How do you like that? Maybe not top 20, my opinion. Anyways, he finishes, keep up the good work and all you do, go caps, stay mage. Yes, my wife is very excited about the caps in the, in the Stanley Cup. And I have to admit, a lot of people think I'm a fraud, including Corey Graves, who's a Pittsburgher through and through. And yes, I am a Penguins fan through and through, but I have a very complicated relationship with the caps. The Caps were my first team in hockey when I was a little kid. And then when when our family friend Dan moved to Pittsburgh and got me a Mario U shirt, I fell in love with the Penguins. I was in Pittsburgh when they won the first Stanley Cup, and it felt cool because no one at home was a Penguins fan but me back then. And I loved being a Penguins fan, and I still am. But I never developed a hate for the Caps the way a lot of Caps fans did for the Penguins. So I am complicated in that sense and I, I do love the, the caps. I'm very excited for the Stanley Cup. I'm, especially now that the Redskins have become so repug and football so repug. As a Washingtonian, I'm able to put some of my DMV love into the caps. So I know it makes no sense to people, but guess what? I don't really care. Um, all right. Nice email here from Vincent saying the revival or an homage to the Brainbusters, Busters. Velveteen Dream is freestyling off Macho Man. Some good points in there. I like that. Mark Largent writes, Being the smart that I am, I was on the square circle the other night, and I came across a post that mentioned how well an actor by the name of Dan Soder does a mean Macho Man. Well, that being said, you are a true savage impersonator, and with a tear in my eye, I have to say that his is pretty good. I dare think we need a savage off. With someone other than SGG judging because, come on, after the Seth Pipe Bomb, not too, too sure we should believe anything else, opinion-wise, coming out of the mouth of the physically large. <laughs> Think about it. Love the show. It was great seeing you and Nola. Oh, and enjoy yourself. Mark and Fort Worth. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Dan's kills mine. Dan's is really good. Yeah, I'm very good at the quiet. You got to whisper. It's all about the whisper. Annunciation, yeah. If if you guys are wondering, by the way, what happened to Alexa, she has fallen asleep. Alexa, you awake at all? No. She is asleep. This is truly what it's like. I, I know a lot of you relate. This is truly, truly what wives do all right guys that'll do it for this cheap heat from paris we answered a lot of questions we had fun at times we were bored at times we went through a lot of things together but next week i will be back in the country with again no time to enjoy myself and i will be stressed out working on all of my shows but guess what we will make time for cheap heat and don't you worry city of chicago i will be there in just a few short weeks for money in the bank um reach out, email Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Make sure you're tweeting, telling everyone about open late. I appreciate all of you very much. And, uh, physically large stack. guy Greg, I'm sorry. You're not here this week. Um, my black power rankings would include Velveteen dream, even though I'm weak behind on that match. Um, I don't know if I can include Bobby Lashley cause he was included in that segment with the Sammy's and the sisters woof um so we will look forward to a mage black power rankings next week on the show um but guys i will be back in the states in a couple days oh by the way this sunday i'm recording this on a friday afternoon in paris sunday how mage is this Alex and i go into the first session first day of the french open that's called what you do when you're mage and not repug speaking of which stay mage and enjoy yourself. You guys really seem to like Carmella.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's mage. Mage, new. totally right. mage. She is mage. Wow, oh. yeah. I
1: agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Ew, you're a pug, I'm Peter. Really you're you a, a pug. pug. Yeah, Yo, you're getting roasted, Peter. <laughs> Carmella, he's Pull mage. It. Peter's a pug. pug. Oh, I love it. A love love, love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Enjoy yourself.